Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. All right. So, I want to start with a question. Do you mind questions? You don't mind. Why do you have a fence or a gate or a security system at your home? Eh? For security, why? Why do you have it for security? You can't say the point of security is security. You went to school, please. Why, why do you have a gate? Eh? Because of pride. Thieves. But on the road when you're walking, can't you be walking and there's a thief? How come you don't carry a gate? Why do you have a gate at your home and a wall and, and sekanyolia and alarms and all sorts of things? You're protecting something that's inside. Yeah, okay. Why do you have a PIN number for your bank account? Okay, some of you who have bank accounts, okay? Just pretend that you have a bank account and it has a PIN. Why can't it be accessed by anybody? Because there is so much money. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. How about those of you who have secret codes for your WhatsApp? What are you protecting? Oh. Your face is the one which opens your WhatsApp. I beg. What is in the WhatsApp? You have more protection for your WhatsApp than your home. Hey, what a shock. But listen, we put safeguards because we have an awareness and an acknowledgement that we have something precious that needs to be protected and it can be lost if it's not guarded. Not so. Genuinely, if you didn't think there was anything important, there are people who don't mount a gate or a, or a fence because they're like, you come in. <laughs> you come. You will be disappointed <laughs> and go back. You only safeguard what needs safeguarding. Are we together? Until you recognize, and it's possible for you to have something precious and not know that it's precious and therefore not guard it. Isn't it possible? That you can walk around not knowing that the thing you have is a limited edition. So you leave it out. Then you find out that the thing is worth like a million dollars. Suddenly what happens? Ah, yeah, you even, you, you find security for it. Why? Has it changed? No, it's the value. You now realize the value that it carries. It's you who has changed. Are we together? The word to safeguard, the definition of the word to safeguard is a measure taken to protect someone or something or to present something, to prevent something undesirable from happening. To protect from harm or damage with an appropriate measure. If a thing is very precious, the measure of protection is higher. The way you safeguard HMC money is not the way you safeguard your personal account for spending at all, at all. There are multiple signatories, there are systems in place because there are billions. But when the account, yeah. So you safeguard to the degree that you recognize how valuable the thing is, yes? So what is the most precious asset to a believer? According to the scriptures, not from what you feel. Don't say what I feel, you say boyfriend. 
No please. You might be feeling like that right now but the Bible doesn't tell us so. What is the most precious asset? There are many precious things but what's the most precious asset for a believer? By the way, today's as I teach, it's a very prophetic night tonight. You're going to be years are going to be redeemed from your life. Yeah. You're going to catch that devil. Some plots he has been having for you. You're going to find out today. Me, I like exposing the devil. You're going to catch the devil. You're going to be like, ha, ay, 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 I saw you. I saw you. And then you increase the protection measures. When I, when I was away, I had gone, uh, I had gone on, on, uh, to, to the US to visit family. Practically, you'll be there. And then Pastor Jeremy sent me a message saying, thieves tried to enter our home, which has never happened. Of course, I said, yeah, it will never be again. That's the last time you'll ever hear that story. But you know what my husband did immediately? Because they tried to get in and they were seen and they ran away. So they didn't enter or anything. I came back in three weeks. The wall had been raised. Yeah, the walls were higher. There was second razor fence wire. There were alarm systems. I mean, it was like, what happened? Three weeks ago... We were okay. But it's that there was a recognition that someone tried. So then you stop them from ever trying. Today you're going to find out that there are things that devil has tried. And some of you even you realize that he succeeded. Go and took something. But you're going to build your fence high from today. Let me show you what the Bible says is the most precious thing. I'll show you three scriptures to prove it. Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews, read with me together. He, why aren't we reading? Hebrews 11:6 but without faith look at the screen and read but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those what is what what is it that when you don't have it it's not difficult it's impossible to please God without it so what if you have love is God pleased what if you have joy how about patience what is the thing that the Bible says without it, it's not possible for God to be pleased? Are we together? Men of God, pastors from other churches, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us. First Peter 1.7. Let's go, let's go. First Peter 1.7. Let's go together. Uh-huh. That the genuineness, but your neighbor is not reading. I think they don't know English. Don't worry, these, these wonderful people are just giving, make, making sure my the excellence, the legit, the in, the legit. Can we clap for them? They are led by apostle. Can you imagine? Apostle. Anyway. That the genuineness of your faith, I had together, namwe, being much more precious than even if we stop there. Some of you are praying for financial increase. What you should really be asking God for is faith. Because faith is more precious than gold. Gold is the highest level of abundance, financial increase in value. He's saying that your faith is more precious. In other words, faith can bring gold. Mananga, I pray you understand. Because I want to convince you. Show me another scripture. Ephesians 6, 16, which Apostle Lebadin a lot last year. Uh-huh. Above, above how much? Above how much? Taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to do what? Quench some. How many? All the fiery.
fiery darts of the wicked one. He's saying that is above all, above, above all, take up faith. My brothers and sisters, your most precious asset as a believer, you're even called a believer. To believe is to have faith. Like if you take it away, what are you? You are what? A lover, a gracer, a, a patienter, eh? a kinder, a joyer. You're a believer and to believe. I like it in our local language here in Uganda. In Luganda, it's okukiriza, which is to agree, to allow. That's why he says that if you come to God, you must believe that he is. Like accept it and accept that he's a rewarder. That is faith. And let me tell you, if you are an enemy of a believer, what's the one thing you would fight to take away from them? Every day when you wake up, the enemy is trying to take your shield so that you can be exposed and he can fire all his darts at you and get you. Your understanding. And if faith comes, listen to me, if faith comes, then it can go. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously. Because the Bible says faith comes by. So if you stop hearing, what do you think happens? You think faith keeps coming without hearing? Faith can go. This is a thing that hit me last year. I found myself meditating on this thing so much. That do you know that you can lose your faith? If you do not know that you can lose your faith, you cannot put measures in place to protect and safeguard it. I'm telling you. Because right now I can ask you, can you think with me of someone just in your mind who you knew who was a strong person of faith? Yeah? Fiery. But right now, you're not even sure if they still believe in God. Some of them have even now gone public with how they no longer believe. They probably even led you to Christ. They were the ones you look up to in fellowship. Aren't you thinking of some people already? But can you also think of others who were very weak in faith? Like you didn't even think anything can ever come. Like you're like, if that one gets saved, all of us will go to heaven. And now Jesus is coming if they get saved. Now they are so strong in faith. Meaning faith can come, faith can go. And no one is immune. So today, I want to talk to you about safeguarding your faith. Safeguarding the most precious possession you have. Like building a fence and putting razor wire, we can build safeguards to protect our faith and keep growing strong as the years pass. It is possible that the older you grow and the longer you stay in Christ, the more radical you can become. Yes, we have examples around us. Fathers of faith who we've seen get stronger with time. You are not an exception. But when you do not realize that, you, when you think that faith can, you can just stay saved. Some of us, me, I always assume that once saved, like nothing can ever take it away. But after seeing many people who we've loved and honored over the years lose their faith, I realized, wait, this could happen to me. And I want to start by showing you, because the word that the Holy Spirit put in my heart the word was erosion, that the faith gets eroded. And you see, the thing with erosion is that it's not quick. You don't come and realize, hey, there was an erosion. No, it's slow. It's subtle. It's over time. You start doing certain things, which I'm going to tell you. And then before you know it, you're doing things you swore and thought you could never do. Let me tell you, you are not, you can't, like, you are not, the, it's not in your, like, you're not immune. That's what I want you to know. 
None of us is immune to losing our faith. When you realize that, you get wise. It's like when you realize that no one is immune from sexual sin. I'm not immune. You're not immune. The most anointed person is not immune. David was anointed. And he fell into sin. But you know what you have to do? When you recognize that it can happen to you, you put up safeguards. That's wisdom. When you lack wisdom, you're a married person and all your best friends are women who are not your wife. Those, I'm telling you, before you know it, you will be like Samson and Delilah. Safeguards. Safe, it's mature people put up safeguards because they are humble enough to recognize, I could fall. I could fall. Let me show you a person who lost their faith. Take me to Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Read with me. And the Lord said, together, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you. You know what to sift means? To shake, shake you like this. And some of you, you're going through it right now. You're going through a sifting. It's happening. This, anyway, let's finish the scripture before I get ahead of myself. But Jesus says what? I am rebuking you. What did Jesus say? I have prayed for you, Simon. Why? Why did Jesus pray for Simon? That your faith, in other words, it can fail, Simon. And it failed. He said, I've prayed for you that your faith shall, should not fail. And then he said, and when you have, meaning that he left. When you have returned, some of you, you left. Come back. have returned to me. Do what? What did Simon say to Jesus? Like some of you, who, today when you came, this is how you thought. Say, Lord, ha, you see me here. Maybe these were fools. Nyowe Simon Peter. The rock. Eh? Who got the revelation? I'm ready to go with you. Eh? Okay. Both to where? Prison and where? Jesus. That's how some of you feel. You're like, I planted the church, okay? I've seen miracles, alright? I am the pastor in my family. Don't play with me, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't temper with the whole temper. Mama, ma. This is exactly why Simon fell. He was unaware. Like how you don't know that there are thieves in the neighborhood and you don't lock the door. You need to lock your door. Some of you, the devil is knocking others. He has been shaking others. They've been tremors. Others, you already fell. Now you need to rise up because a righteous man can fall many times. Peter rose. What does the next verse say? Then Jesus looks at Simon and says to him, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day. Today, today, the, the, this day when you're jazzing these things of I'll go with you to prison. Even death, we die together. He says, before the cock crows, three times today, you will say that you don't know me. Now, I want to paint for you a picture. First, sit down, I tell you about Simon Peter. This is Simon Peter. I want you to understand. The rock. He saw miracles. He saw lame people walking. He saw blind people seeing. He saw dead people risen. He walked on water. He's the only apostle who walked on water. Do you understand? He, listen to me. He was there at the transfiguration. When he saw heaven open, he saw Elijah, he saw Moses. Let me ask you, what have you seen? Mm. 
what have you seen you who thinks me pastor b3 i was born born again whoa way you need to build a fence thinking that you cannot fall is the first way the devil has you but today we are exposing him we are all humbling ourselves and saying you see me here i can fall away and because of that i'm setting up boundaries He walked with Jesus for three years. He saw the unseeable. I'm sure some of the things they saw, they didn't even write in the scriptures. They say if they wrote everything Jesus did, it can't fit in all the books in the world. This man walked with Jesus. He saw stuff, you guys. (laughs) And his faith failed. His faith failed. Your faith can fail, but it will not. Because I'm going to tell you some things that are in the scriptures that I believe. There are just four things I'm going to share today that are safeguards for our faith. Sit down. Peter loved Jesus. Even, even towards the cross, he cut off the ear of some guy. Listen, it wasn't a love issue. It's not about how much you love God. <laughs> That's why a man can love his wife and cheat on her. And then he tells you, I don't know what happened. You know what happened? He didn't put up boundary walls. When they rob you, it's not because you're careless and you hated your family. It's because there was not enough protection. It's not a love issue. Peter loved Jesus. He was committed. He had given up everything to follow Jesus. But his faith failed. He went back fishing. The very day he saw his love is the day he failed. So it's not a love issue. Do you want me to share with you some four keys to safeguard your faith? Yeah. You know what I like the word, the number four? Because four is usually the pin number. Oh yes, most pin numbers are just four digits. Number one, are you with me? Point one, continue in the word and prayer. Here is the problem with things of faith. They sound simple. We're always looking for something very complicated. And everything I'm going to share with you today, you've heard it. I want you to know that from, from that, but I want you to take it now with understanding that that's how I safeguard my faith. Why do you want to continue in the word in prayer? Never become too big for the word. Read your Bible, pray every day. Women of God, men of God, read your Bible, pray. In the place of prayer, God will show you the traps of the devil. In the word, God will show you issues that you didn't even know you had. He exposes those things. If you're not hearing the word, because faith comes by hearing, you're hearing something else, and it is slowly eroding your faith, because the way faith comes is the way unbelief comes, by hearing. And if you're not hearing the word, what are you hearing? The world. Oh, yes. If you're not hearing the word of God, you're hearing the world. And you're starting to come up, you find yourself suddenly permissive about certain things, because you're out of the word. He says in 1 Peter 2.2, that as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Never be too big for the word. Because the day it starts to become eh, the enemy has started eroding. Yeah, it depends. Me, I, I don't know. I just don't like the Bible. Somehow, ah, but you can watch a movie 
You can watch Omnibus over the weekend. And while you're watching it last, all sorts of demons, demon spirits are ministering to you. Then before you know it, you're okay with people cheating. Yeah, I'm telling you, then before you know it, you feel sorry for someone who is dating a married man and you wish the marriage could break up. You don't know that it's because you've been watching Olivia Pope. And now your dream is to become like her, a homewrecker. And now you can understand when someone comes to you for counsel, you say, I can understand how you feel. Do you know why? You've been hearing. Your faith is getting eroded. Your values are changing. You're getting conformed to this world. I came up with Olivia Pope because that, that, the last time I ever watched TV, that was, she was popular. I don't know what's popular now. Oh, yes. Become radical about the word. I'm telling you, don't think that the word is for pastors. The word is for you. That's where your inheritance is. It's your protection. He will warn you by his word, by teachers, listening. Okay, if you fight, struggle to read your Bible, bare minimum, listen to a someone a day. They are there on every platform imaginable. What is your excuse? You have data. Most of the things you come for counseling about, if you listen to someone, they will counsel you. Yes, the word of God is your counselor. Today I was listening to someone's by apostle. One was about work. And I sent it to all the people because I was like, the problem I'm having in my network and churches, this is the, the solution. It's about work. The, the other one that I listened to was about the anointing and he was talking about how everything that you see in the scripture is the work of the Holy Spirit. I was so energized as a minister. I was like, that's it. I just need to stay close to him. It's his work. It's not mine. And some of you, instead of going for counseling, I don't feel I'm enough. Just listen to that teaching. By the time you're done, you will know that you don't need to be enough. He is enough. The Holy Spirit is enough. Pursue him. There, this is your counselor. Acts 20, 32. Now, brethren, this is Paul. He's leaving this people who he has been with for three years. They, the Bible says they kissed him and they wept and they were saying goodbye. They couldn't imagine their lives without him. But you see, the thing with faith is that even when your pastor is not there, you have the word of God. <laughs> when they move you to another nation, you have the word of God. You can listen to teachings and you can have the now word and the same experience. Faith has the power to change your life for. That's why the devil is after your faith. That's why you struggle to read the Bible, but you can read a novel. You struggle to listen to sermons, but you can watch television. Do you think that's innocent? There's a spirit at work, so you must fight to become a person of the word. And prayer. Worship harvest. It's a year of great rising. But I tell you, the rising cannot come without the seed of the word. Faith and the word cannot be separated. For goodness sake, faith comes. You're not born with faith. It comes. And that encourages me so much because it means my faith can be so strong because it comes. The more I hear, the more faith I get. You, you, you understand? Like, you're not born with a measure. You, you are born without faith or with faith. No, we are all born the same and then we can build our faith in the word. He says, I commend you to God together. And to the, to the word of his grace, which is able to do what? Build you up and give you an inheritance. This is an equalizer. This is a protection. There are things that God is going to speak to you in his word. There's a time I read a scripture years ago in Deuteronomy. 
and it was talking about how you should pay your workers on time and that if you don't they will cry out to God and he will hear them and he'll deal with you ah i said you see me here i remember a time we were so broke but we would pay our workers first and then at some point i've told the story how they were the ones buying food at home as in i would rather not have food but we must pay them on time but you know what helped me the word because you can find holes in your finances which you don't understand it's because maybe you've spent 3 months without paying your workers but for you you're eating and you're praying for breakthrough and you're wondering why but the word will show you and maybe that's a word for someone pay your workers Psalm 1223 aha uh-huh. but his delight okay let's start from verse 1 because then i want you to see the man what they say about him blessed is the man do you want to do you want to walk in the blessing the scripture is going to tell you how it works blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly no stands in the he starts by walking the next thing he does is he does what now he's really getting interested mm. he stands in the path of sinners after standing when you have most comfortable what is it sit down he sits he started with counsel it became a path and now it's a position that they are seated in began by people telling you ah msaja taba womu mama wa if the man is what men and you can a man can have more than one chick if he likes is it your problem you started hearing 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 how are you if you how will you know if you're not compatible hearing Kampala is for kuyia. Hey, you can't make money without bribes. You're hearing. Before you know it, it becomes your path. You start taking the path. Then before you know it, the sweet girl becomes the one who has four sugar daddies. It, now she's established. Now to break that. Your faith has gone. Now to ha- we have to work at recovery. And you can recover. That's a good thing about Jesus. You can come back and throw off those things. and it would be as if you never did anything because peter became the, the among the greatest disciples of jesus yes he returned he said now watch out for that then he says now the opposite is this but eh? but his delight said so they are talking about me his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates when It means you're in someone's and in the word in the morning in the afternoon in the evening on the way home on the border border while you're in the taxi you're listening to someone's what your most precious possessions are your phone your data and earphones those that can change your life yes just invest in good earphones make sure your phone can work on the internet and have data and in your ears at any moment let there be up more challenge the word of god in you let try it try it this season 21 by the end people will even be telling you you're glowing something just changes about you yeah the word of god beautifies he meditates in it don't meditate in it only in the morning ah uh-uh. ah run away at lunch time because instead of food you're now in the word and ah uh, uh. then in the evening my friend that devil it's like you're putting you're just putting brick 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 by the time the devil tries to come and knock at your door he's the one getting wounds because the safeguards are up 
his delight and he meditates in the word day and night. What happens? What's the result? Together, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever. Ah, this is the one I want to become. And your only part, what you can control is the word. How much word you take in will determine how much harvest you'll see. And I like that because it's so nice. It means eh, I can increase my harvest by increasing my word intake. It's so simple. Let me tell you the second key. What was the first key? All of them start with letter C. What's the first one? Continue in the word and prayer. Never be too big for the word. Never be too big for prayer. Number two, commit to a faith community. Commit to a faith community. Let me tell you, there are many things that, that, that there, there are stupid decisions you could have made, but because you are in discipleship, you just, you just imagine, the people have told me, I imagine the conversation in my head with my disciple, and then I say, I won't do it. Not because you are so holy and Jesus talked to you, you're like, they will kill me. Yeah, so I won't do it. Commit to a faith community where this Jesus says to Peter, when you have returned, strengthen your brethren, meaning that returning to faith, part of returning to faith is returning to community of brethren. If you've cut yourself off from community, your faith is in trouble. And it's erosion. It, it, in the beginning, you feel okay. But before you know it, things are weird. The things you believe become strange. Commit, he says, when you have returned. Meaning Jesus expected that part of Peter's recovery of faith involved him returning to his brethren. When you have returned, when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Don't cut yourself off from community. Never do it. Proverbs 18.1. Read with me. A man who isolates himself, seeks his own desire, he rages against all... Do you realize that when Peter denies Jesus, he's alone? He doesn't have one of the other disciples with him. Do you think if he had like James and John with him, he would have been in fear? Sweetheart, even though, yes, God spoke to you, you have a revelation like Peter, you've seen great things that for us we've never seen. You need to be in community. When God appears to Paul, he sends him, <laughs> to, he sends Barnabas. When God, when, 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 God when, uh, when Cornelius needs to meet God, God sends Peter. God is always putting people in community. You're never too anointed for community. Never. The moment you cut yourself off of community, your faith starts dying. Because there are things which when you hear among other believers, you thought you were struggling, they start talking, you're like, hey, ah, me, I'm okay. This one is standing, even me, I'm going to stand. Or you're about to make a decision, you hear someone saying, Manange, I almost ate my first fruit. Then over what happened? You're like, I, I had a plan today. I'm bringing it immediately. I'm telling you. But if you're alone, imagine if you are doing the liquid fast on your own. You know what I'm talking about. You would be drinking chapati. Yeah, those are all way your drinks. Drinking rice, drinking chapati, drinking pork, drinking meat, yeah, drinking beef. Those would be your drinks. And you would be arriving here looking like I'm also in the liquid fast. You ate muchomo last night. But when you hear your friend saying, Manange, you're like, also like this. Even me, I'm like that. You know, it, it's a faith community. 
and it helps you to stay committed because you, re- you know that people will realize I'm putting on weight when they are losing ah, how will I explain <laughs> apostle is looking for people who are putting on weight you people sit down my time the last point by the way is going to be my most powerful point Proverbs 27 17 so please don't isolate yourself okay don't maybe you are hurt or you are offended or your expectations were not met or you went through grief that's the time never to isolate yourself never when you feel like isolating that's when you should seek company yes because sin is conceived in the emotions when the, when the devil wants to destroy you, the first thing he does is cut you off from others who are like you. Then he puts you alone and he ministers to you. Then he tells you, you're too bad. You're too ashamed. Where You can't go back. Thank God Peter knew that he could go back. And when he went back, he was restored as if nothing had ever happened. You will be restored. Yes. Proverbs 27, 17 together. As iron sharpens, so a man sharpens you need someone to sharpen you. You can't sharpen yourself. Both are iron, but one needs the other. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love. Comma. He says you consider one another so that you stir up what? And then he shows you how to consider one another. How? not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much the more friends never stop going to church I think this is one of the secrets of maybe my life and, and the faith that has stayed I don't remember whether I was serving or not I can't remember it's hard to think of a Sunday that I do I've not gone to church maybe when I've given birth or even then it's six weeks and I'm back. Because I feel so, when I go away, I feel lost. That's one of the things I struggle with about holidays. When you go away, two weeks, you come back and you feel lost. And you're struggling to get back in. Now imagine if you stay away for one year. Don't forsake that habit. Make it a habit. If Sunday is a day of gathering with other believers for the sake of your faith, Sunday is another day to add on the bricks on the wall of safeguarding your faith. If you stay away from community of believers, ha, you will do what Peter did, what he, he thought he was incapable of doing. Said, me, I'll die with you. And he really meant it. He loved Jesus, but he was alone. On the night that he was tempted, he was alone. Even David, on the night, on the day when he took Bathsheba, he was alone. He was supposed to be in battle, but he was alone. Don't be alone. <laughs> Don't go alone. Don't do your things alone. Your relationship is a secret. Your finances are private. Your what? That's not, that, being part of a community means being vulnerable. Opening your life that you may be challenged. That's how your faith grows by people telling you, hey, sleep early. What time do you wake up to pray? How far have you gone on the reading plan? Send accountability. Where are your savings? Those are the things we are in in our faith community. Hey, where they come and tell you, build the house or get out of my space. Then you build it when you're annoyed as if they're going to live in it. That's how your faith grows, by being in a space where you can be taught, you can be corrected. 
You people, I, 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 you, you look like you don't like my message. Let's go to point number three. What was the first point? And number two? We are being convicted. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. Number three. Are you writing? Consistently serve in the church. In and out of season. In and out of season. I remember the time I lost my brother. That's the time when I thought, I, think I'm, I'm, I don't think my faith can stand. Because I remember telling Apostle, pray for me. If Wilbert dies, I don't think I can continue in, in this thing of God. You have your if. Drop it. You know what helped me? One community. They came to the burial. They surrounded me. They came to my house when I wanted no one to come. They took me out when I didn't want to talk to anybody. But also, I remember we buried him on a Sunday and the next Sunday I had to show up in church. And I had to preach. And, and they were singing, nothing is impossible. And I had to sing it. And I went home and wept. Then after that, I came back next Sunday. You see, there are things that just being, serving in church is going to protect you from. I remember when Pastor Glory had lost her dad. He was her world. But you see, because I had gone through loss and I knew that this is the time when the devil will eat you. I remember she came and told me, I need a break. I told her, that's exactly what you cannot take. And she told me she thought I was the most wicked person in the world. I told her, you're going to go to your church and you're going to preach. And she sat in the car. I think she called Pastor Angela because she said, me, she can't call me. I'm just wicked. So she called Pastor Angela. I don't know what to do. After she had finished weeping, red eyes, she went and preached. And that's why she's still here today. Especially in your lowest moments and in your high moments. When you finally got the answer you wanted, you will be tempted to run away from God. Don't be the one who every time we see you, we know, oh, now they've lost a job. They've come back for prayer. Yeah, that's the only thing that brings you back to church. You're out of work. We know. We can count on it. Hey, the job is finished. Then you disappear. Then you come back. No. Let me tell you, how many of you here, before you were serving in church, you used to go to church every Sunday when you were not serving in anything? There are like three hands, which we need to investigate because they might be liars, but it's possible. I was one of those people because I was raised that way. How many of you started going to church every Sunday? More, only, genuinely. Yeah, because you started serving. They are looking for you. Someone is calling you. You imagine the phone call. You say, I'm going. And you know how much it has protected you from? Serving the church. It will take away pride because out there they call you CEO. I don't know what. Bossy lady. Oh, bossy money. Landlordy. Whaty, whaty. Then you have to stand at the door with a placard. Your smile looks good. Do you know what that does? It gets your fat head and reduces it so that it's able to go through the door. Some of you, you became a little bit successful. You see, Apostle has taught us that apart from the devil, the next biggest deceiver, according to the scripture, is the deception of riches. When you start, and some of you, even what you're calling riches, but now they are paying you two million. You can't, you, no one can talk to you. Uganda shillings. Yeah? It can't even make a thousand dollars. But in your family, no one has ever earned one million. Now, when you come, you want us to call you sir. 
you used to serve on the guest you can no longer teach children's church because in children's church they call you uncle uncle eclairs come back and serve in the church you want a front seat you want us to recognize you because now your tithe is 200,000 god i beg yes the bible tells you the things that steal the word are the cares of this world which i've just talked about a loss in your life pain in your body a complicated illness things you can't understand but also it says after that it says that the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things they come in and they choke the word and your faith starts to get on life support when they choke you even if you're the ceo don't you die when they choke the word no matter how much word you've been putting in it can fail peter had seen things you people he had sat under the teaching of jesus understand and he went fishing that was the first sign that departure from serving is the first sign that your faith is getting eroded We've seen greater demagogues quoting scripture. You were born, born again, sweetheart. Peter fell. Peter's faith failed. Understand that. Your departure from serving is the first sign that the faith is getting eroded. But the hope is that you can come back. Oh yes. Thank God for grace. Peter came back and we don't even remember that he failed. Some of you, you've just, that scripture you've just said, eh, eh, choke faith, Peter's faith. Because you don't think of Peter and think of him as a guy whose faith failed. And they will not think of you as someone who failed. Just humble yourself and come back. Sign up and show up at the, no one will chase you. One of my, my, my disciples disappeared for two years. <laughs> pretending, telling me how the Lord had spoken to her. You know when you see this person has gone a fishing. And you know what Jesus did is what I did. He said, I've prayed for you. I prayed and stayed in touch. I knew once she's broke, so I would send money regularly. And she never sent it back. It was always on time. One day, I remember I was at Katikati, and I just saw her, I saw her suddenly back to her post. They are, they are not here. I'm looking there. Of course, they are around the post or somewhere here. But you know what she did? She humbled herself after two years of disappearing and showed up and stood at the door where she used to stand and people started coming to me so and so is that should they be serving i said leave her alone just because your failures are hidden doesn't mean you're better than someone leave her alone leave her alone and you can ask her just that you don't know who it is i never brought up that conversation because you see by the time someone humbles themselves to come back they've already had enough conversations they don't need another one okay came back and she's one of the most faithful people in this church she's a pillar where she goes to church but her faith had failed watch out for those who disappear look for them and pray for them more than they don't lecture pray and if you're one like that who you used to serve then you became so busy. Sundays, you're resting the Satan has asked for you. He's doing you like this. And you're swearing me, I love Jesus. And Jesus is saying, whoa, way before the cock crows. He has asked for you. But we have prayed for you. And that's why this message has come today for some of you. Come back home. Take back your position. Get back in position. You are a daughter, you are a son. Yes, it's been five years, but nobody cares. We also have our issues, just that we stayed. Ours may not be leaving. Come back. Your protection is in the house. 
serve, never stop serving, especially in the tough times. When you've waited for an answer, this one, I, I know the thing that had taken her, she had been praying for marriage. I know, it has never told me. But I know. You see, your disciple always knows. God talks to your shepherds. She went to look for marriage. Of course, she didn't come back with marriage. Thank God, because I think if she had come back with it from there, we would now be nursing woods for life. Why are you running away? Serve! <laughs> Stay. Exodus, let me, no, let me just go to like two verses. Exodus 8.1. First sit down, you guys. I have to do my last point. Exodus 8.1. Read with me. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says who? Let my people go. Why? That they may make money in the marketplace. How can you reduce your life to a pursuit of money? You get your entire life, you, child of God, and you reduce it to a job which you prayed for. Now you can't do the ministry. When you get to heaven, what will you tell God? Lord, I made money and I took care of my family. Just like an unbeliever. Did they let my trust God? Give me a scripture. It's in Jeremiah 10, 23, I believe. If it's not 23, it's 24. Jeremiah 10, 23 or 24. This scripture, I remember the day I saw it. There are scriptures which you never forget. Oh yes, it's 23. Read it with me. What does it say? Oh Lord, I know the way of man is not in have you heard your way is not in yourself you are not the one who leads your way it is not in man who walks to direct his own steps actually the opposite is true the steps of a righteous man but you have to let him order them serve God it's not in you to direct your way don't give up on God because you need to make money you'll realize that the poor serving God will make more than you with, with less time invested. My, this is a good message. Job 36, 11. If they obey, if they obey, in other words, serving God is obedience. Not serving him is direct disobedience. You're going to God in season 21 while you're directly disobeying him and asking him to come through for you. To serve God is to obey. <laughs> if they obey, meaning there are some who disobey. You say, me, I'm not gifted. Gifted in what? Smiling at people and hugging them to enter the church. You're not gifted. Huh? You're not gifted to go to upstairs and sing with children. Father Abraham, you're not gifted. They don't care about your voice. You're not gifted to clean the toilets. You're not gifted to something. There is something you can do in the house of God. It will kill pride in your life. He says, if they obey and serve me, they will not be broke, sweetheart. They will spend their days and their years. The last verse, Deuteronomy 28, 47. Apostle opened our eyes to this scripture and 48. Read with me. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart. Why? For the abundance. You should serve him because you have a family. You should serve him because you have money. You should serve him because you got a job. You should serve him because you're healthy. It can't be that the very blessing God gave you has taken you away from serving him. He says, because you refuse to serve me, why should you serve me? In fact, the more you prosper, the more you should serve. Say, give me more work in the church. For you Sundays, they did take the children to the washing bed to eat chips. Because you got a promotion. They doubled your income. Now it's at three million. 
you feel like your toto are fitting amo jeans on guest experience team you know with people giving you an attitude you know you now the see the damaging director god is helping us what does the next verse say verse 48 therefore he starts by saying you've refused to serve me therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the lord will send against you in hunger in thirst in nakedness in need of everything he will put a yoke of iron on your neck there's a time someone had a, a dream about me and what had happened is that i was not sitting in like hearing the word of god in a space and that when when they kept looking at me closer and closer i was ashamed i was naked and i was over what there were three bad things but that's it nakedness that's what happens when you get out of the community of course as like a bind i know how that one comes just quit serving god is loving us serving will keep you humble it will keep you connected it will keep you focused on others and not yourself it will provide accountability especially in critical times it keeps you growing and needing god every time you now have such a mission or community you need jesus you pray you fast because look i'm the ceo but i don't know how to lead sheep so you pray to jesus help me god i don't want to be ashamed then when you're getting used to the mc they tell you now you're going to lead three mcs bath bath then you bath then you're like jesus help me then you become a zono pastor you say they are calling me pastor i can't drink the other drink anymore i can't go to the other place anymore it is helping you by the time they call you location pastor you're just like listen eh? i have to be good not because i want but listen to that the word they are calling me serving god will safeguard you avoid stagnation avoid passivity serving will protect you serving will protect you serving will protect you serving will protect you never become too big to serve god in his house it will safeguard your faith are you ready for the last safeguard to finish that because if you have a pin code and it is 342 and you forget the zero it can't open you have all three but there is a fourth one these people don't want here my 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 things you can, let's let's pray and we say the grace those those are enough the three are enough yeah you can go and practice them Okay okay you've convinced me okay you sit down you sit down you sit down What's the first one The second one The third one In and out of season don't forget that part Especially at the highs and the lows that's where the greatest temptation is the last one are you ready for the last one commit commit never to leave spiritual covering if i could kneel down and beg you and enter your hearts this is the one i would beg you about the most never leave spiritual covering especially when you're offended when your heart It's not God talking, it's your feelings. When God speaks there is peace. You say I've been praying about it and I feel it's time. No, you're offended. Your heart, it's the work of the devil. I'm going to show you a scripture and I pray you never forget it. It's in Ecclesiastes 
chapter 10 verse 4. Actually, let's start with Hebrews 13:17. Let's start with Hebrews 13:17 in the different versions. Read with me. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for what? You people, let me tell you, there are things you do not know that God has protected us from because of spiritual covering. You see, Lot did not know that why he was saved was because of Abraham. He thought it's because he was righteous. There are many things that are happening in your life and mine, and we think it's because we are dope. But I've seen people step out of spiritual cover. You guys, the devil gets someone, destroys their marriage. People who you love and know and you did ministry with. People who, when they would break down scripture, eh? you would even feel like, for us, what are we doing? People you loved. The devil first started by stopping them from serving, took them out of community. It's, the, it's, it's erosion. Then finally, they leave spiritual covering. Then he has them. People have had mental breakdowns. People are, these are people I know. I'm not telling you things from the air. They've lost their mind and you can't explain it medically. But they didn't know that there are things that I'm preserved from right now because of spiritual cover. That's why Apostle is always looking for spiritual cover. <laughs> he's, even him, he's, like, he's not immune from having spiritual cover. You can never be too big for spiritual cover. I'm begging you, stay. Be offended, but stay. It's okay. Offenses must come. Yes, scandal alone, it will come. If you get close, you must get offended. The closer you are, the more they will step on your toes. Of course. You think I've never been offended? Oh, Apostle has never been offended with me. Ah, so much. There are times I would sit there and he's preaching, but I can't hear anything. I can't hear. I can hear the sound, but I can't understand anything. Why? I'm offended, but I'm sitting there. That's why I'm still alive like physically alive. We've all been offended. Let no one lie to you. All of us, these network leaders have been with Apostle 20 years, 19. We look like we never have problems. We, everyone, if you ask them properly, privately, they will tell you, me, Ayah. I give you the book. The book of offense. Because you look at these people and say, these ones, hey mama. So for you, when you get offended at someone, do you know what you do? You leave. So you've been hoping, every time you get offended, you leave. So there's no cover over your life. You, you realize that it's been the same season for 15 years. Everything is the same. Nothing has progressed. Never leave spiritual cover. You hear the scripture that he says, he told Peter, I have prayed for you. For you who is praying for you. is praying for you. That's why Peter came back. The only reason Peter returned, someone prayed for him. He had spiritual cover. I'm teaching. Give it to me in NLT, then in the passion, then amplified, then message. Then I'll show you three more scriptures and I'll be done. Yes? I'll be done with the keys. Read with me. Obey. (laughs) Because you're like, how do I stay under spiritual cover? have someone you can obey who can tell you go back to your marriage who can tell you get out of that relationship one of my disciples came to me about a relationship sometime 
They were dating a person who was married. At first they didn't know, then they found out. And they were planning to even get married. But because they obey, they are out of it. And they are prospering. Obey your spiritual leaders. That's how you be. You can't say, I'm under the cover. Under the cover. Under the cover. I feel it. No. If you're not obeying anyone, there's no cover a big. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls. <laughs> that, they are that they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Some of you are undercover, but it's sorrowful. That would certainly not be to your benefit. Give it to me in the next version, the passion. Obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority. For they keep watch over your soul without resting since they will have to give an account to God for your work. So it will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure. Not a heavy burden. Most of our conversations, eh, they are about people. What do we do for this one? Now the other one is now offended. Let's pray for them. This one has left. This one, meanwhile, they are hurt because you're helping them. Amplified. Obey your spiritual leaders. Submit to them, recognizing their authority over you, for they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare as those who will give an account of their stewardship of you. Let them do this with joy and not with grief and groans. This will not benefit you. Lastly, the message. Be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder? Is anyone saying, I don't know what you mean? Hey, okay. Let me show you a scripture you're used to and that you know, Psalm 92, 13 to 14. Need to be done in the next three minutes. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall. What's the condition for flourishing? So when you're not planted in a house, what's happening? They shall flourish in the courts of our God. Next verse. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh. The ones they are talking about are the ones who stay planted. Okay, he gave me Ecclesiastes 10 for this scripture. Read it with me slowly. If the spirit of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your post. For conciliation pacifies. This scripture, it is etched in my heart. Give it to me in King James. I like it in King James. If the spirit of the ruler rise up against thee, leave not thy place. For yielding pacifieth great offenses. Give it to me in New Living Translation. Because then I'm going, no, no, I'm going to talk about your boss, but really, you know, it's not the boss. Eh? But even it applies. If your boss is angry at you, what? What's the next? What are the next two words? 
Some of you are planning to resign because you had a fight with the boss that devil is playing. Then you start praying for financial breakthrough. You leave your breakthrough there because you are emotional. Never quit when you're offended. Never. Never leave your spiritual family because you were hurt. You were offended. You were unmet expectations. That time never to quit. Even a relationship, a workplace, anything. Never leave when you're offended. Because someone spoke bad words to you. Peter, Jesus called him Satan. When you're offended, when you're hurt, remember these words. Do not leave your place. Do not leave your place. Do not hand over the MC. Do not hand over the zone. Do not hand over the church. Do not hand over your role in the ministry. Do not stop tithing because you're offended because of a feeling your faith is about to be eaten. Do not leave your place. Some of you need to humble yourself tonight and go back and tell your leader, I know I had told you that I'm done with the MC, but I'm taking it back. Humble yourself. Humility will take you far. Humility will safeguard your faith. <laughs> Peter humbled himself and he came back. And Jesus asked him three times a different question. Do you love me? And he told him what to do. Mind the mission. Stay serving me. Peter, if you love me, don't stop serving because if you stop serving, the devil will take you. Do not leave your place. Do not quit. Do not get out of spiritual covering. If the spirit of the ruler rises against you, leave not your post. Leave not your post. Don't leave your place. Show up and sit where you always sit and do what you always do and serve how you've always served regardless of the feelings. They will pass and then the next level will come. Do not leave your place. It's a test. The biggest temptations of falling away are offense, bitterness, pain, hurt, loss, sometimes even success and shame. Peter, Peter. <laughs> Barbara, Barbara. Joel, Joel. Whatever your name is, Satan has asked for you. If it's not today, he'll ask for you again. From time to time, he'll ask for you. To shake you like this. But stay around people who are praying for you. Your faith will not fail. If you do those four things, I know there are more, but let's start with the four. If you stay in the word, if you stay in a community of faith, if you continue serving in the church and you refuse to leave spiritual covering no matter how terrible you feel, your faith will stand. Get up on your feet. This evening I believe God is restoring. He's restoring many. And he's saving many from big mistakes we were yet to make. The word of God has gone ahead of us and given us keys to strengthen our faith. And I want to start, I want to just pray for three categories of people. One, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, come into the family of faith. You've been a church goer, but you've never 
confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray for you. I'm not going to take a lot of time on this. So I want you to just put your hand up where you want. Say, Pastor B3, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus today as my Lord and as my Savior. Just put your hand up. I want to pray with you. Don't be afraid. Fear is not from the Lord. I know it's season 21, but it's possible that a friend came. Anyone? Can you help me ask your neighbor, do you want to go? I'll walk with you. that everyone here is already in the family of faith. Can we thank God for that? That's beautiful. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, but if you're there, I'm not even going to ask you to put up your hand. And you know that Moana, I've been offended, I've been hurt, I was either I had left or I was planning to leave or I've made so many of these things that you're talking about. I had quit serving, what, what. But I know God is speaking to me to return. I just want you to, I want to pray with you. Just put your hand on your chest or whatever and let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. You know the hearts of men. I thank you that today your word has come forth to rescue, to deliver, to strengthen. I pray that each one of these who is acknowledging before you that it's been so close, you will give them the grace to stand that they will stand well into their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. They'll be serving in your house. They'll be under spiritual covering. They'll be in the word. They'll be making a difference that none, none, none of us, that our faith will not fail in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's it. Thank you so much. God bless you. Hallelujah. Let's clap those hands to Jesus for such a word in season for us. Point number one, continue in the word and prayer. Commit to a faith community. Consistently serve in the church in and out of season. Commit never to leave spiritual covering. Amen. Can I ask you to pray right now? Just begin to pray. Thank God for that word that you have received. Holy Spirit, I ask that you begin to speak to us right now where there is offense in our hearts that you begin to reveal to us, Lord. Father, teach us to continue in the word and in prayer every single day to spend quality time in your word every single day. Teach us to commit to a faith community, Jesus. Teach us to commit to a missional community. To never leave our missional communities. To never leave our locations and our churches. 
to never leave our disciples lord in your wisdom you have given us mission or communities in this church lord i pray that every one of us will commit to spiritual cover right from the mission or community level in the name of jesus Father, give every one of us a heart of service to serve in our home churches, Lord. To serve, King of Glory, on the different teams in our churches. Father, we have heard from your word that if we obey and serve you, Lord, that we will spend our days in prosperity in our years in pleasures, Lord. Father, I pray that we will serve you, Lord, on the different teams, in the worship team, Lord, in the guest experience team, in the MCs, Lord, that we will serve. And Father, we will commit to serving you in harvest in every team of God that is present Lord that we will put ourselves king of glory under spiritual cover father you've called us to humble ourselves I pray Lord for a spirit of humility Lord to serve you every single day of our lives and father we will not stop serving you for you have saved us to serve in our locations and everywhere Lord, you have placed us father i pray that we will not leave spiritual cover god and we will not make it difficult for our leaders our pastors our shepherds to disciple us lord father continue to do that work in our hearts a work of humility and service thank you jesus because you're doing it we thank you jesus can we clap those hands to him if you have received that word clap your hands to him amen hallelujah message thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah praise the lord i believe that god loves us amen this is a good word for us even as we wait on him amen hallelujah thank you lord all right now right now we are going to receive the body and the blood of jesus you may take your seat the guest experience team is here just continue to pray and receive instruction from that word. I believe that God is still speaking to us. For some of you, you need to send a WhatsApp message to your disciple. You need to send them a message and tell them, I am committing to this mission or community. Some of you need to send them a message and tell them, you know, I've been offended in my heart, but I'm committing to remaining in this family. Some of you had stopped serving and you need to go back to serve. Maybe you called it, you called it a, a sabbatical. <laughs> you know, when you're offended, you can package things. Eh? You brand it a sabbatical, you brand it fatigue, you brand it I'm waiting on God. <laughs> and yet it's offense, you know. Yeah, and some of you just need to go back. Go back to your post. Like that disciple who went back to the, to the entrance of the church and said, I'm back to service. Yeah. And you know when you go back, go back like you never left. Yeah, go back like you never left. You'll be that person who serves in every, wherever there's a need. You just get in and serve. Amen. Because in service is your promotion. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, because our faith will not fail. Thank you because you have spoken to us a word in season today. And our faith will not fail. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you because you're delivering us from offense this evening. Scandalon is living right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you're delivering us from anything that wants to separate us from spiritual cover, that wants to separate us from our shepherds. Father, we thank you because you've taught us about an independent spirit and you're delivering us 
from an independent spirit today. Thank you, Lord. If you're one of the people in the congregation and maybe you've never considered serving in your location, you need to send a message and say, I want to start serving immediately. Immediately. I want to join the worship team. I want to join the guest experience team. Yeah, God is speaking to you. Some people have deliberately refused to start mission or communities. You just said no, you know, and God is speaking to you right now. God is speaking to you. He wants you to start an MC. All right? So, yeah, commit to it. Send a message um, and just tell your disciple, I am going to start that MC that I've been refusing to start. I'm committing to it. Amen. Have you received the body and the blood of Jesus? You have. If you haven't received, just put your hand up and we shall get, get it to you immediately. All right. Let me ask us to begin to pray. Father, we are grateful for the body and the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the covenant, the new covenant that we are under. Thank you because you became sin for us that in you we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your body that was broken in place of ours. That we may not suffer sickness and disease, but that we may walk free. Because you carried sickness to the cross on our behalf. And so today we declare healing over our bodies. We declare wholeness over every person that is ill. We just declare right now the healing of the Lord because of the price that you paid. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. You may receive the body of Jesus right now. Father, we acknowledge that in your word you say that on the night that you were betrayed, you took the cup and you said that this is my blood in the new covenant that is shed for the remission of sin and father you tell us to drink this cup often in remembrance of you and so today we receive this cup in obedience to that word and we remember the sacrifice of the cross the sacrifice that completely removed our sin and set us free we are grateful in Jesus name you may receive the blood of Jesus amen Hallelujah. All right, now let me ask you to get up on your feet. Take your neighbor's hand and just begin to prophesy. Begin to bless them. Just declare the word of God over them this evening. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Just begin to declare over them right now. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. Can we appreciate our service host? 
and the preacher. It's a family affair. Hey, what a blessing. I, f- I feel like I have a, a word. It's an interesting word, but I, it is circumstantial. So I, that's why I've interrupted a little bit. So this morning, as I was leaving home early, I, I, had, I had considered I was going to wear something and then I looked at this shirt from Mashipaves Kawempe. God is moving me into. And I just felt, wear it. But I was like, uh, I, anyway, I put it on, I came to work. And as of yesterday, there is a piece of land we have been pursuing and I decided, no, it's, the, the terms are not reasonable, we are not going to, yeah, we have other priorities, we, we need to get other things going. But as of now, we are in possession of that property for, for the church. And I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it the whole afternoon. That, you know, but as I was sitting there, I felt that there may be someone else in here or out there. And you need to make a decision about a piece of land. Okay? And I feel like God is telling you to step into it and he will take care of the rest. Yeah. If, if you are there and you are torn between opinions, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, you should. I, I just really felt a strong urge. The more I thought about it, I'm like, no, just let's go. You, that was your word. Why do you want but I feel like it's someone else's word here. You are in a land thing somewhere and God wants to move you into a good land. Amen. So if that's your word, receive it by faith and go ahead and make the moves that you need to and God will take, will take care of the rest. Amen. Also, from the word that's been preached, I feel like there's a lot of restoration of people, especially many of you are watching online. Yeah, many of you watching online, you know that you've reduced your fellowship to uh, megabytes and uh, other such. You may be watching online because you're far, but I really feel like there are many people even in the room, but I feel more especially online, who are watching now or who will watch later, and you have been offended. And some of you, you are not even worshippers people. You actually need to go back to your church, wherever you were offended, and you are out of fellowship and covering. And this, 
this is a prophetic word in season. It's, it's not that the preacher just chose a good topic and forces that we can remember. Please. Someone here, this word, you're going to need to really hold on to it. Yeah, I don't want to say more than that. But you're going to really have to hold on to it. Because a lot depends on it. So make your response to it very spiritual and intentional. Amen. Amen. And as a result of that, I also, so I'm going to say two other things. One, I would like you to sow into this word. And this seed goes to the preacher, it doesn't go to the church. So I'll invite you when the time is ready. You can use the baskets in front or the phone number that will be put up. Don't use the church number. All the money that goes to the church number goes to the church. Yeah, we don't have a telling the auditors that, you know, it came here, but it was for so-and-so. No. So we'll give you a number you can use. And you have to use it before midnight because from tomorrow, that person will, th- will think that the Lord is blessing them, whoever has the number. So they are going to put it up. But my last thing is, Many of us have been coming for season 21 meetings or watching online and you haven't been intentional about your offering. You are, you are allowing the offering to take you by surprise or to be like a tip. Tip offering. Today today should be the last day of tip offering in season 21. Every time you go to a service, predetermine the offering you're going to give and go with it when you have prepared it. Don't first reach there and then you start wondering. Blue knot, red knot. Blue knot, red knot. Brown knot, green knot. Brown knot, green knot. Round knot. <laughs> what a shock. This, this one, I'm telling you as your pastor. Yeah. God is cautioning you and I. Yeah, I come with my offering prepared every, every day. And I know how much it is. But for many of us, you, you want to be an emotional giver. So if there is something very emotional, then you want to give. Others, you come late, so you don't even give. So you should give. You know the church numbers. You know them. That one you should. Let's, let's not be unwise. Amen. So when you come for season 21 offer, uh, service, bring an offering like the rest of us do. Amen. And don't tip God. You know, God used to be a waitress, then he quit. So don't tip him. Uh, it's an offering. Amen. Amen. Lastly, all these are pastoral things. Do you want the pastoral things or you don't? Uh, you don't want pastoral things? You want to be like wild uh, whatever, plants. Lastly, uh, so tomorrow we are not here. We are. You know, now, many of your missional committees didn't meet last week. You think rest month ends in February. What a shocking shock. So this week, your MC... I must meet tomorrow. We are in the book of Ephesians. Agreed. 
Then Thursday we'll be back for season 21. Now, we've been very faithful with attending, but one of the things we haven't been faithful with is inviting our friends. Okay? That's why when they make the altar call, everyone around is born again. So, season 21 is, you know, you may think about it and say, ah, these fasting things, that is for us insiders. No. This is a very powerful season for evangelism. So these evening services, you should literally drag your office mates, family members, in-laws and outlaws to the service at all. I think we are streaming in 34 different locations. So wherever you are in the 34 different locations, from Thursday, let's turn that around. Start inviting people to the meeting because God is answering people's prayer. And many people have a lot of questions at the beginning of the year and they are confused about how things are going to go. That's why God gave us the theme of faith. That's the theme for season 21 to address issues of faith because we know that people are going to win, win, win big this year as they listen to the word of faith. Amen. So Thursday, you're going to come with someone. Yeah. First of all, your disciples, where are they? Yeah, I can account for my disciples for this meeting. I don't know whether you can account for yours. So, bring your disciples and the, the other outer circle, including your John 3.16 list. This is that people are getting saved, I'm telling you. So, how many things? I've said too many things. One... Uh, land land you're moving into a good land two you're going to plant a seed for this word goes to the preacher three God quit yeah being a waitress so no more tipping God in, in the services I'm telling you this as your pastor because when they tell me the offering I'm like eh is that worship harvest or what, what, what church is this now? Yeah, I can't believe. I'm like, no, that's so contrary to everything you've been taught. What is the other one? Four? Tomorrow is MC. So we are back Thursday, and on Thursday, invite. Account for your disciples. Unless you decided to fast vicariously for them. Like they are not fasting. You are the one fasting on behalf of that. You are doing that Jesus stunt of when they are with the groom, they don't need to fast. While him, he was fasting, girlfriend, for them, they were just eating. I, I, but you are not about to die so, so that they can start fasting. So, <laughs> get your disciples into the meetings and let's minister to the Lord together. Amen. Are we happy? Again, help me appreciate our friends, our pastors who have joined us from other churches. Thank you for being here. I think all matters are now resolved. So may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. And may you receive in your spirit wisdom for your faith to never be eroded. 
by practicing the things we've been taught this evening. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forever. For listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.